Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats, ho! Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box. I am the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about things you never knew about the Thundercats. And we are going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Helmets Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, you can't be that original. Good morning, friends and foes. Welcome back to the Virtual Rec Room. This is Back of the Cereal Box, a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And on this episode, I am going to be sharing facts about the Thundercats that you never knew. Now, we are called Back of the Cereal Box because when I was a kid, we did not have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings or any morning for that matter. In between cartoons, comic books, kaiju, kung fu movies, we were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. And for those curious, this morning I did enjoy a delicious bowl of Count Chocula. We'll be doing a full review on that later this week. But uh, this episode, I've tried to do it, like, for months. Every time I sit down to record this episode, something happens. The phones start ringing. The dogs start barking. And in this case, this morning, they're doing construction next door. There is some force in the universe that does not want me to talk about the Thundercats. But the fact of the matter is, as a kid of the 80s, Thundercats was a huge part of the cartoon landscape. And I I don't remember, I, I believe it started as a Saturday morning show, but then it quickly went to an everyday after school type of show. I could be wrong about that, but it, um, It was 130 episodes in the entire series. And that theme song became so iconic. Thundercats are on the loose. Thundercats are... No, Thundercats are on the prowl. Thundercats are loose. Um, Thunder, 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 thundercats. Produced by Rankin Bass. If uh, you know that name, you know that Rankin Bass did the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, Frosty the Snowman, you know, the animated specials for the holidays, specializing in stop-motion animation, but they also did The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and several other really impressive uh, animated projects, Um, and they did Thundercats. Now, little-known facts about the Thundercats. One, 
the Thundercats were initially part of a, a, a shared universe. And unfortunately, it was never realized on the show, but the Thundercats, Silverhawks, and the, the Tiger Sharks were all part of the same universe. And it's unclear whether or not they, you know, were uh, happening at the same time or in different time periods. There was a plan to have them do a crossover, but it never, ever happened. And um, so do you want to know how a staff psychologist, Lionel Trains, Gumby, and Superman fit into the Thundercats history and mythos? Well, I'm glad you asked. You were in the right place. And for those of you who are in the live audience this morning, you can comment and uh, I will uh, address them. And for those of you who are listening or watching on the replay, you're in the replay audience, you can comment or even send us a voice message and we will play it on a future episode. Like this one, Linda Landry says, good morning, I loved Thundercats, my girls love them too. I made a costume for my daughter, Christine. And one of the interesting facts about the Thundercats is that they became so popular that there was actually a time that parents were naming their girls Chitara. And this is true. They uh, Parents would name their daughters Chitara. And according to the Social Security Administration, no babies were named Chitara in 1984. But in 1985, the year Thundercats debuted, seven girls had it on their birth certificate. By 1987... 29 girls were named Chitara, a total of 81 kids in the 80s had uh, some very easily influenced parents. I've never met someone named Chitara. Do you know anyone named Chitara? I would love, love, love to meet that person. And um, Facebook user, Watching live says, what up, Brother John? I'm talking about Thundercats. That's what's up. So some other interesting facts about the Thundercats. Of course, there was a toy line. And the writers sometimes had to write toys into the script. Now, believe it or not, a lot of times I've I've talked to people who, you know, had to do toy-based projects like He-Man and, and uh, you know, G.I. Joe Transformers. And when they were forced to write toys into the storyline, they were very bitter about it. But in this case, the writers of Thundercats really leaned into this and they actually enjoyed it because they knew that it was extending the series and it was broadening the world. And, you know, as a creator, that can be exciting. And so when uh, when L- LJN, the maker of the toys, would bring uh, toys to the writers to, uh, you know, write into the show, they were more than happy to do it because it introduced a new character for a fantastic story opportunity. And um, 
you know, nobody was asking them to do thunder smoke cigarettes or thunder beans. Uh, they were all toys that were going to feed into the story. So, uh, you know, Kimberly Morris, who was one of the uh, lead writers, she said just that. For me, things like that represented a more creative opportunity than a problem. So I think that's pretty fantastic. And those toys can sometimes sell for $25,000, $25,000. Now, luckily, NECA and Super 7 has released a new toy line, and the 7-inch action figures are they're 60 bucks each. It's still pretty steep, but it ain't $20,000. And you can get the reaction figures, the three and three quarter inch figures that are done in the style of the old Kenner uh, figures for about $15 to $20 each. But um, there was a, a toy that is considered a holy grail of the Thundercats plastic history. It's a character called the Mad Bubbler. Now, I don't remember this at all, but it was a putrid little creature that burped bubbles. And apparently the reason I don't remember it is because it never made it past the prototype stage. And um, toy dealer and star of the Travel Channel's Toy Hunter, Jordan Hembro, says that he has a painted version that he obtained from a toy designer that was sold to a collector for $25,000. Dollars, That is unbelievable. And um, so 130 episodes, and although the, the writers loved writing on it, it was actually difficult to find writers to work on the show. And that's because this series was based on the East Coast, and not very many were in the mid-80s. And so scriptwriters were hard to find on the East Coast. They had a ton of work, but no agencies were responding. And once the show debuted, things changed. But early on, they struggled to get writers. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I started watching the show again with fresh eyes. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And I started um, I started reading, watching it again on Netflix. And Golly, what a great show. The animated opening is maybe one of the best animated openings of all time. The animation is flawless. Um, the theme song is, is we've sung together. Sing it with me. Thunder, 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 cats. Was fantastic. You know, it's an earwig burned into your mind. Um, but I was surprised at how deep some of the subject matter was. It was a little bit dark, and the the character of Mumra, the bad, the bad guy, the villain, the big bad, he wasn't even introduced until the third episode, which is unheard of today, unheard of then. They really took their time world building, character building in a very cinematic way, and it really pays off. Those stories still hold up. Those episodes still hold up. But that didn't stop them from rebooting the series twice. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so the show debuted in 1985. And, you know, the, the toy line, basically the producers targeted their advertising 
to parents. This this was a show designed to sell toys. And Telepictures owned Rankin Bass. They took out print ads in advance of the 1985 debut that extolled the virtues of the nature of the series. Quote, Thundercats has all the action and adventure your child will love, but it also has something else, lessons about respect, friendship, truth, honesty, and justice. And that was true. Those were topics that were deeply ingrained in the scripts. And another ad acknowledged, while some parents try to raise their kids correctly, Sometimes, quote, you need help, unquote, from a cartoon, apparently. And did you know that a staff psychologist reviewed every script? It's true. Rankin Bass, the producers of Thundercats, employed a psychologist, Robert Cuis, or I guess it's Cusis, Robert Cusis, PhD, who evaluated every script to make sure a strong moral lesson was being imparted in each episode. And he even wrote brief reports on the first 65 installments for station affiliates to read. I I love that actually. I I think that's kind of cool. That's, I I love that. Did you know that Lion-O was originally Lionel? And if you're already cringing, you know why. Uh, Leonard Starr was the head writer, and he was brought in to flesh out the original concept. And they wanted to name him Lion L, but immediately, immediately Rankin-Bass legal department realized that they could have a head-on collision with Lionel trains in both toy aisles and the courtroom. They did not want to get sued. (laughs) Hey, we uh, have a great comment from uh, a live viewer in the audience. Uh, Facebook user says, how are you even old enough to know about the Thundercats? You were too young for all that. Uh, Dino in Reno, by the way. Uh, Dean, I am way older than you think. Let me just put it that way. And... Linda Landry says, what? Oh, my God, we bought all of them, even the miniatures, but some got stolen and only have a few of them left. She's talking about the action figures that are worth so much money today. And by the way, it's not just the Thundercat action figures. LJN also created um, action figures for the Tiger Sharks and the Silverhawks, and the Silverhawks figures are outrageously valuable. It's crazy, 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 crazy. I love this. I never knew this. Did you know that there was a live arena show co-starring the Thundercats and Gumby? Yeah, so um, Telepictures decided to mount a live traveling stage production. And back in the day when I was a kid, this was all all the rage. They still do it to some degree now. I think the last one I saw with the kids was um, Dora the Explorer, but there's a currently a traveling live production of Frozen. Today, they're mainly, they moved to the Broadway stage, but back in those days, they were arena shows, uh, you know, kind of like 
staged the same way that you know the ice capades were or the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus in a big arena. And um, actually, I did see Marvel Live two, three years ago that was very similar to this. So they they were you know narrated, produced stunt shows. Well, there was there was a Thundercats show. And it blended several Rankin-Bass properties in one show. And because Rankin-Bass still owned Gumby, (laughs) they put Gumby and Pokey into the show and they acted as the audience's host, kind of like the MCs. And they moved from one world to the next on roller skates. I love that. I really, really would love to see that. <laughs> and uh, Dean Hankey says, you hold it well, buddy. Uh, SY is broken. Doesn't show info for another month now. I don't know what that means. SY? StreamYard. Oh, StreamYard is broken. Doesn't show info for another month now. Uh, no, You know what, Dean? It's a problem with the Facebook API. Um, People need to reauthorize Facebook. Uh, it's a thing they're working on. I just found out this morning. Anyway, did you know that Thundercats actually became actual homework? In an effort to drum up positive publicity for its debut, Telepictures, Rankin Bass, produced 40,000 study guides for grade schoolers. And they effectively assigned Thundercats as homework. For three days during the Thundercats debut, teachers will ask, this is what the information sheet read, teachers will ask their students to watch Thundercats when they get home and be ready to discuss the lessons learned in the program the following day. So I was right. It was a daily show. I remembered it being a Saturday morning show, but this was a daily after school show. And uh, so I, I never had that as homework. I would have loved that homework. That's genius. And that's something teachers should be doing more today. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Linda says, I remember Gumby and Princess of Power. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, Facebook user says, Thundercats, gone! Almost, kind of there. There is so much about the Thundercats that maybe you didn't know. Did you know that they teamed up with Superman? Not just Superman, but also He-Man and the Masters of the Universe in comic book form. DC Comics now owns Rankin-Bass. Warner Brother owns them. And uh, it's part of the uh, Warner Brothers, DC Comics, HBO Max, Discovery Plus soup. And uh, But a couple of years ago, they had Superman meets the Thundercats. You can get the trade paperback. And um, they also did Thundercats meets He-Man. I just picked this up, by the way. And uh, it was fantastic. I'm going to be doing a full review of it on this week's Back Issue Breakfast Club. So check that out. But um, there's tons more that I could share about Thundercats. And speaking of the homework, the Facebook user Dean Hankey says, smart on so many levels. Yes, yes, it is. 
I wish more teachers would do that. I would get into homework if if they did that. So we might have to um, do another episode just on the Thundercats. They did do a reboot. Reboot? Reboot? I feel like Ed Sullivan right there. Really big shoe. They did do a reboot in 2011, and it only lasted one season. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't the same. It was a very different take on the Thundercats, and um, Lionel was very young, and um, it just it didn't hit on all of the cylinders. Now, I've not seen the recent 2021 reboot, which is apparently specifically for little kids. It has a very simplistic, cartoonish animation style. And I know that's weird to say cartoonish animation style when cartoons are animated and animation is a cartoon, but you know what I'm talking about. It's very young preschool style animation. Um, So I've not seen that yet. If you have, I'd love to know what you think about it. There's a lot more about the Thundercats that we could talk about. We may need to do a, a part two of this later on, but I've been trying to talk about the Thundercats for three months and Every time I am I'm interrupted, and so it's it's great to finally be able to do this and to do it live with the audience. Here's some images from the Thundercats, just for those of you who don't remember. This is the new show that I have not seen yet. It could be brilliant. I just haven't seen it yet. And um, I would love to know more of what you think. So continue to comment continue to share this episode. We need to thank some uh, partners, the Murdering Crows. They are responsible for that theme song. They performed Can't Beat Original, written by Jamie Slocum, performed by the Murdering Crows. Can't beat that original. And you can get their album, Four Bad Crows, at Amazon, Google, Apple Music. And of course, we want to thank our supporters, Sharice Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash. You too can have your name in lights by contributing at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. We will keep the banner running down below so that uh, you can do that. And if you hate the show, contribute even more generously. Buy us one, two, three bowls of cereal, Buy us an entire box of cereal. That helps us improve just for you. And we've got big plans in store. And so we do need everyone's support. And while you're on the interwebs, make sure you check out Tales of the Decoverse, my book series, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly from me. Uh, Shoot me a DM about how to get an autographed copy. And, of course, Entertainment Earth. For all of your action figure needs, they've got that Super 7 Thundercats toy line and the new Silverhawks in stock today. And if you're into comics and you want to pick up the Masters of the Universe Thundercats crossover trade paperback, check it out at tfaw.com, things from another world. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, It is time to say goodbye, but uh, before we do, I want to give a big shout out to one of our partners, Comic Books for Kids.
Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit CB4K.org. I love that. Check them out. Support them. Comic books for kids. And with that, we got to go. That's another episode. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching, listening. Wherever you are in the audience, we appreciate you. Continue to like, comment, share, whatever platform you're part of the audience, subscribe, you know, click the bell to get notifications so that you never miss an episode. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.